Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Allie on the Run show. I'm your host, Allie Feller, and today you are listening to episode 18. On this episode of Top 10 Tuesdays, I'm here to share the 10 mantras I embrace and cling to when times get tough on the run or in life in general. From Broadway song lyrics to single words, these are the phrases that keep me moving forward even when I just want to lie down and eat an apple. I'm sorry, did I say apple? I meant an entire family-sized bag of wavy lace potato chips with some French onion dip and a pizza and two chocolate lava cakes. Now I don't remember what I was talking about. But before I dive into these magic mantras, this is the part of the intro where I ask you to go ahead and secure your spot on board the Alley on the Run Show train. How do you do that? Well, first, you subscribe to the show on iTunes, which is very easy. There's a button that says subscribe in your iTunes app or on your desktop. So go ahead and just tap that. Now you're subscribed. Then leave a five-star rating for the show. You'll see some stars. Click on all five of them. Then write a review for the show. No thesis needed, just a few sentences about what you're enjoying or what you want more of. Now look, you punched your ticket. You are on the Alley on the Run show train. Beep beep, or whatever trains say, toot toot. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Now let's get on with the show. All right, so number 10 probably won't surprise anyone. Number 10 is, I am the one thing in life I can control. I am inimitable, I am an original. If you have seen Hamilton on Broadway or if you're one of the very many people who have the cast album, you know that this is from the song Wait For It from Hamilton. That musical is incredible, it's so powerful. The music, I mean everything about it, it it lives up to the hype. And that line really stood out to me because it's true. You're the only thing in life you can control. And I am someone who gets really caught up in all the extras. Uh, I am someone who, when I'm sitting in traffic, gets really worked up about the traffic. And it's been a work in progress, but I'm trying to focus on the things I can control. And that's me. That's my reactions to things. That's the actions that I take. And, and then the second part of that is I am an original. And it's remembering that you're the only you that's out there. I think we can get caught up in the comparison trap sometimes and get sidetracked by things that don't really matter. But at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day and all day long, the only thing in life you can control is yourself and your actions and your reactions. And you're the only you that there is. I know that sounds so cheesy and it's easy to roll your eyes at it, but it's true. There's no other you on this planet and no one else can offer what you offer, whether that's a skill, whether it's an emotion, whether it's um, whatever you're putting out there, only you can do that. So that is my number 10 great lyrics from the Hamilton cast album. Number nine is also song lyrics. And I know this is totally cheesy, but The quote is, I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion. And that, of course, is from Rachel Platten's fight song. The reason I love this so much is because when I was sick, I was going through a bad Crohn's disease flare a couple years ago, and that's when Rachel Platten's fight song came out. And if you've ever listened to fight song, you know, I mean, it's all in the title. It's all about your fight and your power. And when she says she only has one match, like one tiny little match, but with all you need is one match to make a freaking explosion. And I love that. That resonated so deeply with me because 
Sometimes you might feel like you don't have a lot going for you, like you're down pretty low. But if you can just find that one little ounce of energy, that one little bit to motivate you, that one match, you can do a lot with it. You don't have to have everything together all the time to make an impact, to be powerful, to live up to your potential. You just need a glimmer of it, and then you need to be able to run with that. Plus that song, it it got me through so many runs when I was coming back and um, I I can't help but be in such a good like fist pumping mood when I hear it. And again, I know that song can seem totally cheesy, but sometimes cheesy works for me. Number eight is a quote from my dear husband, who you may remember from last week's episode, Brian Cristiano, and it is quite simply, raise your standards. So this isn't a race mantra. This is like a life mantra for me. Raise your standards. I go through times of thinking things are good enough or I'm working hard enough or, you know, I'm doing my job. Why am I not doing so much more than that? Why am I not dreaming so much bigger? Why am I saying like, oh, my editor's offering to pay me this much for the piece? Well, I normally charge more or I'm worth more. Yeah, so give me more or find someone else who will write it for this amount or, you know, the power of negotiation. But over the last year, I've really focused on raising my standards for myself, for the people I surround myself with, for the work that I do, for the effort that I put into things, and just generally living on an elevated level than where I was at before. Um, I think it's easy. It's easy to go through life when things feel easy. But it's really, it is more exciting and invigorating to, to elevate all of that. And it's so much more satisfying to go to bed at night feeling like you did something that day to work toward your dream. So that's something that I've really been focusing on lately is every night when I go to bed, I say to myself, what did I do today to pursue my goals? Some days I can list 10 things or 20. Other days it might only be one thing and everything else on my list is like, I emptied the dishwasher, I did laundry. Fine, those things have to get done. But I try to make sure that every single day, in addition to doing my job and doing my work, that I'm doing something to raise my standards and be a better, bigger, bolder person. Similarly, I'm not even gonna edit that out, it's fine. Number seven is you're thinking too small. This is another Brian Cristiano original. And this does apply to running. When I'm looking at my race goals or when I'm looking at what I wanna do, I tend to look at what I can achieve now instead of what's something I can really work toward. It's kind of like, oh, well, where am I at? Okay, you know, right now I can run like some nine minute miles. So maybe I say I wanna go sub two in my next half or run close to a 150. Okay, well, I can do that now. What do I need to, what kinds of goals do I need to train for? What do I want to achieve in six months? Not, you know, just kind of, I get caught up in being safe. And I think that I've gone through life being really safe and I'm at a point in my life where I want to take a lot more risks and I want to be a little bit crazier. And I don't mean, um, I talked about this a couple weeks ago with when Paige Williams was on the show, you know, Taking a risk doesn't mean going out and making all these hasty decisions. You can take really smart, calculated risks. Uh, But what they say is true. The bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. And I'm trying to really tap into that. So stop thinking too small. I need to think bigger. Instead of saying I want, you know, 
200 podcast reviews, you know what? I want a thousand. Instead of saying I want, um, you know, a, a nice house one day, maybe I want a nice house in six acres of land or 15 acres of land. Instead of saying I want one dog, I want 15 dogs. Uh, so just learning to think bigger and, and that doesn't always come naturally to me. I think I get excited about things, but I need to really put those dreams down on paper and, and think big. Number six is do the work. This comes from Bethany Lyons, my yoga instructor. She always says it. And I think a lot of us say it when it comes to running too, that um, for example, the only way to get to run fast is to run faster. The only way to run faster is to train faster. And the only way to get things to happen is to do the work. You know, let's talk about running. Okay, you want to run a 145 half, or I'm sorry, I want to run a 145 half. I'm not just going to show up at a race one day and run a 145 half. I need to do the work. And sometimes the work sucks and it feels really hard. And sometimes the work, like, sometimes I don't want to do the work. But if I want to run a 145, I need to do the work. Similarly, for a really long time in yoga, I wanted to be able to do a handstand but I was terrified of doing a handstand. So I didn't do a handstand. And then like after class, I would play around and like just kick up into a handstand. And guess what? It never worked out for me. I fell. I didn't have my balance. My drishti was off. When I showed up to class every day with the goal of working on my handstand and making sure that my hands were in the right place and that my alignment was correct and that I understood the you know, physics behind standing on my hands. When all of that came together, guess what? I could do a handstand because I put in the work. This of course applies to everything in life from running, from yoga to whatever work goals you have. Uh, so do the work. No one else is going to do the work for you. And if someone else does the work for you, that's not rewarding at all. Number five is another uh, straight out of yoga studio but it's breathe. I always said if I were to get a tattoo, I would get the word breathe on like the palm of my hand or my wrist or something because I always forget to breathe and I always forget about how powerful breathing is. When I'm really stressed out, I stop and I take deep breaths and it helps. Like it's so simple and it helps. If I'm running and I'm starting to feel like, oh my gosh, this is too hard, or I can't do this, or I'm in a race and I think I'm getting a cramp. Just tapping into my breath is such a powerful tool that I often forget about. And so just breathe. Number five is just breathe. That's so simple. Also, I'm realizing these are not so much mantras as they are just like my favorite phrases, but whatever. Number four is get out of your own way. This is something that I say to my clients all the time um, and certain people that I work with when it's like, you're overthinking things or, and I do it too. Uh, so this is of course a reminder for myself, but how often do I come up with excuses for things? Even this podcast, I planned to do this podcast back in October, October. And I like dilly-dallied forever with it. I, I mean, back in October, I told people I was doing it. I remember right before the marathon, um, like being, we, I was with the Project Start group that I'm part of with Candace Huffine, who was on an earlier episode. And we filmed a TV segment for Fox 
to talk about Project Start. It was right before the New York City Marathon, so running was on everyone's minds. And we, afterward, we were all just staying and chatting, and I was like, guys, I'm launching a podcast. I'm super excited. And I had all these plans. I hadn't actually taken action because I was super sick at the time, and that was my excuse. You know, and they were like, oh, that's great. When are you doing it? And I was like, well, when I get better. Because it's true. I was sick. I was in a pretty rough place. My Crohn's was really bad at the time, and I couldn't fathom sitting down and starting this whole new venture and possibly adding stress to my life when I was already in a not great place. But I, like, talked up this big game, like, yeah, I'm launching a podcast, whatever. And then, you know, that was October. And then in November, I'm still, like, I'm launching a podcast. It wasn't until January that I actually sat down and started doing it and launched in February. So I was just in my own way. Like, I had all these excuses and I had all these um, reasons and stories, like, totally made up stories for why I wasn't launching my podcast that day. And of course, once I did, it's been so fun and rewarding and I'm loving this and I'm so happy you're here. Yay. Uh, But just get out of your own way. It's even like super simple things like writing an email. Every now and then a friend will send me an email like, hey, do you mind giving this a read before I send it off? Because, you know, I love me some grammar. And I'll read it sometimes, like various emails, not just from one person. And I'm like, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. And that's not like a dig on grammar. It's just like we dance around things or we we get caught in the weeds and it's like, what do you want to say? Say it. You're, you're just getting in your own way. It's that simple. Get out of your own way because other things are going to be in your way. Other people, other obstacles. Don't add to the mix. Get out of your own way so that you can push everyone out too. <laughs> Number three... It's actually a nice segue. Number three is you got this. And that is my ultimate running mantra. It is the backbone of Project Start, which is a movement founded by Candace Hoffine, my friend and runner. She, she lives by this phrase. It's what I wrote on my hand when I ran the New York City Marathon. Just, you got this. It's so simple. It's such a good reminder that no matter what's going on, like just tell yourself you got this. You might not. You might have to fake it a little bit. But those three words, that is my ultimate running mantra, is you got this. It, when things get really hard, I might be running a 5K, a mile, or a marathon. I t- that's what I tell myself. And, and it's just helpful. It's those three little words, but they, uh, they have a pretty big impact, on me at least. Number two, the only way to get through it is to get through it. I actually forget who said this to me, but it was years ago. I know it was a man. For some reason, I remember this coming from a man. And I remember writing it down. And he said, the only way to get through it is to get through it. And I was sick at the time. I know that. And I think I kept hoping for some like miracle to come and save me, whether it was going to be a medicine or a doctor or a person who was going to tell me what I wanted to hear. And then I heard that. And I was like, yeah. The only way to get through what I'm going through is to get through it. I have to keep moving forward. I have to get through every day to get to the next day because at some point I'm going to get to a day that's good or even an hour that's good. But I can't get to that hour until I get through this hour. And just like with running, I can't get to my cool down until I get through these really hard tempo miles. I can't do 12 400s until I run the first 11. So it's just a reminder to keep moving forward and that 
sometimes things really suck and sometimes life is really hard and sometimes there's not a lot we can actually do about it. Sometimes we can take action and sometimes that's not going to be enough, but the only way to get through things is to get through them and you will, which brings me to the top spot. My number one mantra, quote, phrase, my favorite saying in the world is you'll be okay. I know that's so simple and it's not even like super powerful probably, but I, so the year would have been, I think like 2010 or early 2011 and I was working at Dance Spirit and we had done a photo shoot a few years prior with Kelty Colleen, who is now Kelty Knight. She is She's in Hollywood. She's like a red carpet host. She has a podcast called The Lady Gang, which is really funny. And Kelsey was a dancer at the time. She was dancing, I don't know, she was like a rockette. She danced for the, I don't know if she was like a Nick City dancer. I honestly don't remember. But Kelsey was really cool and we loved her because she was really open about the fact that she wasn't always the best dancer, but she had the most heart and passion and she worked the hardest. And my gosh, that girl is a workhorse. So much credit to her. And Kelty had just gone through a bad breakup. She was dating someone from a band, like Fall Out Boy or something. Um, I might be confusing that with an episode of One Tree Hill. But she was definitely dating like a famous rock guy. And they had a pretty public breakup. And she posted a photo. I forget if, I don't even think it was on Instagram because Instagram like might not have been around then. But anyway, she posted a photo somewhere that said it was just a picture of like a Polaroid that said, you'll be okay. Super simple. And she was like, I'm using this to get through what I'm going through right now because I will be okay. I'm not okay right now, but I'm looking forward and I will be okay. And then fast forward, you know, two years down the road, I went through a bad breakup and I went back and I found that photo that Kelty had posted and I set it as my phone background and I kept it there until I was okay, which was a couple months, honestly. Um, it took a little while, but I still have it saved on my phone. It's not my background anymore because now my background is a picture of my dog, Ellie, dressed up as a lion. It was her Halloween costume. But every now and then I look at that picture that says you will be okay, especially during Crohn's flares when I'm not feeling okay, just as a simple reminder that like I've gotten through hard things in the past and I will be faced with hard things in the future and I'm going to be okay because I will make sure I'm okay. And, and yeah, that's so simple. These are, that's, that's the theme here. None of these quotes, none of these mantras, none of these phrases are complicated or super like rah, rah motivational because when I'm, if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling discouraged, if I'm, you know, in the middle of a workout that I don't think I can finish or I'm not hitting the paces I can hit, I don't necessarily need a super crazy inner cheerleader so much as I need just like a pat on the back or a slap on the butt. And that's what all of these phrases do for me in life every single day. I think every single day I say at least one of these to myself. Usually it's breathe, but it's almost always you got this and you'll be okay. And they're, they're just short, simple words, but they're powerful ones that I cling to. So that's the kind of stuff that gets me through the day, through the tough times. And uh, I could probably do an entire separate episode on like, the Broadway lyrics that I dance to every day when I'm feeling down. 
And those, my good friends, are the 10 mantras that get me moving and keep me on the run. I hope at least one of them resonated with you, or if not, I hope this episode inspired you to come up with your own trusty list of mantras. Words can be really powerful, so use them to your advantage. If you're looking for more running mantras, bits of sarcasm, or puppy photos, follow me beyond the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at AllieOnTheRun1 and on my blog, AllieOnTheRun. And Allie is just A-L-I, short and sweet, just like me, except that I'm average height and I'm not always sweet. But other than that, totally the same. I'll see you back here on Thursday when I'll be joined by Michelle Gonzalez, best known on the internet as NYC Running Mama. Michelle will be running the Boston Marathon next week, so she'll be on the show to talk about how her training has been going, which, spoiler, amazing, her race goals, and so much more. If you're out running right now, keep going strong. You got this. And if you're not running, great job with whatever you're doing. You got this too. Have a beautiful day. And as always, thanks for joining me on the run.